Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Let's get right into it. The sermon is lighten up, okay? Lighten up. Lighten up. I don't know how we're going to end it, but I'm going to start it here. A lot of times our happiness is depleted, uh, extinguished, or just flat out gone because of the weight we carry, the weights we carry. What if I told you that your happiness will be increased not by what you get, but by what you lose? Could it be that you're unhappy because you have too much? Y'all thinking, I don't have any. No, the, the stuff, whether it's material things or just weight we carry, we might need to lose some weight. Might need to lighten up some things. We're going to talk about two specific areas uh, that I believe God is speaking to us about. And I believe it will bless somebody. Amen. Freedom. Freedom is not just coming out of, be free, come out. Like Lazarus, he came out of the grave, he was free. I was dead, I was, I was bound, but when I think of freedom, but now I'm free. I once was bound, but now I'm free. I just see chains coming off. I just see a, just a coming out of. But freedom is not just coming out of, it's also taking off. Uh, Lazarus came out the grave, but he was still bound in grave clothes. They said, loose him and let him go. So you can be alive and free, but still tangled in life. So I want to talk about it. It's not just enough to come out. You got to take off. The children of Israel came out of Egypt, but because they didn't take off Egypt's mindset, they were swallowed up in their next season. And we're not going to have live be swallowed up in your next season. Are you hearing me? We're going to come out and we're going to take off. Let's, let's talk about this weight. The first scripture says, uh, Lord, your word is already blessed. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witness who by faith have testified the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every what? Unnecessary weight. King James says, laying aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. Amplified version says, stripping off every, every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance the active persistence race that God has set before us. So you can see that right here. Unnecessary weight. Stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. <laughs> so a lot of times it's not the sin that entangles you. Sometimes it's just weight. Weight and sin entangles you. You can be bound by sin and by weight. The church focuses on sin and we should at times. Hey, y'all, God is not pleased with this. You're messing up your own life indulging in sin. That's one side. The other side is weight. Stress is not a sin, but it's weight. Bitterness is not a sin, but it's a weight. And with that weight, you are still entangled as if you were in sin. There's no separation between weight and sin in this context. So to, to, to the writer, to God, it's the same. 
Either way, you're not moving forward. Either way, you don't have joy, whether you're sinning or have a lot of weight. Either way, you're not free. So I know we celebrate the fact that I don't sin no more, but you don't forgive. Unforgiveness is not a sin, but it's a weight. Could it be that the people of God have so much weight, but we focus so hard on not sinning, and we throw ourselves a parade for not sinning, but wondering why we still are not free? It still ain't clicking, and we... And we strive so hard to be free in being sinless that we take pride in being sinless to try to feel good because that fit. Wait. Tell your neighbor, it's time to lose weight. It's time to do it. It's time to get rid of bitterness, stress, depression. I'm not talking about physical. Y'all start laughing. You, I mean, if you need to, you need to. I'm not talking about that. Though. Two major keys that keeps us unhappy if it's not governed correctly. Two major things that the Lord spoke to me yesterday that blocks our happiness if it's not governed correctly. Number one, expectation. Number two, affections. Watch this, y'all. This is going to be a good day. Are y'all ready? <laughs> expectations. Let's get into it. Expectations. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what do you expect? This jacks up our happiness, y'all. This word right here, it messes up our happiness. It, it jacks it up. Expe expectations. I'm going to talk about one side first. When God never wastes words, okay? So if God speaks something, it means something. Okay. So God says, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> let's go to the first scripture. These things have I spoken to you, I said this last week, the same one, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Somebody say, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. First of all, before I talk about this, let's praise God that he, he overcame the, anything we're going through or going to. He already beat it. Tell your neighbor, we're on the winning side. Woo, somebody over here felt it. Say it again. We're on the winning side. Stop living your life like a loser. Stop living a life like a victim. You are the victor. You are the head. Look for victory. Look for victory. Look for it. Expect it. He says, in these days you have tribulation. So when you get saved, I know we expect all of our problems to dissipate. Problems don't leave when you get saved. How many of us found that to be true? Somebody say, A to the men. So... I don't want you to be discouraged or disappointed now that you go to church, you're getting your life together, everything should be good now. You are now a target. You were off hell's radar before you got saved and started coming to church. Now you're on hell's bullseye. So I want to have accurate expectations here. You have God in your life for a reason, because the world is crazy. Your salvation doesn't change the state of the world. 
It changes the state of your world. Your mind. You shall have tribulation. He's saying expect it. Never be shocked when tribulation. What's tribulation? Tribulation is pressure. It means oppressing together. All right? So in, these, in this world, this godless world, you're going to have pressure. You're going to have tribulation. You're going to have affliction. Your mind, you're going to go through some things mentally and emotionally because things in your life don't look like what you're believing to see. Tell your neighbor, expect it. Yeah, so, so you won't be thrown off when something happens that's off. The devil is doing his job. Are you doing yours? If you, if, if you decide to become a professional boxer and you train and you train and you train and you train, so now you're in the ring, you ready? You ready? I'm going put the mouthpiece in. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go. You ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. You can, ding. You come out. Whatever they do. You, hit you, you'll get upset. If your opponent never swings, you'll be upset. You won't think, oh, this is an easy fight. They're not even fighting back. You'll be like, bring me somebody that'll fight me. We expect to get in the Holy Ghost ring and not get hit. Y'all quiet. You expect to be in Christ and not the devil never swing on you? Tell your neighbor, you're in the ring. Expect it. He's supposed to swing, but we already trained for that. He's supposed to throw a punch, but we already trained for that. Stick and move. Do dodge it. How? Look at somebody say, I already trained for this. Yeah, I know he's going to hit me with lust. He's going to hit me with stress. He's going to hit me with confusion, but I'm going to dodge and move. Stick it. Look at your neighbor say, stick and move. Float like a butterfly. Expect it. Dodge it. Don't be mad. At I can't believe this. I got saved. You're just walking into all the punches with your arms down. Taking all these financial hits, emotional hits psychological hits, relational hits, and you're the most depressed person in Orlando because you don't understand it's supposed to happen. When I'm in Christ, I expect it. That's why I put on the whole armor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Almost, uh, uh, ask your neighbor, what are you wearing today? And I'm not, uh, do you got the helmet on? Do you got the shield on? Do, uh, what are you wearing? What are you doing without your helmet on? We're in a war. What are you doing without your shield? We're in a fight. Somebody say expect it. Because we don't expect it, we're drastically saddened and depressed when life happens. Because can I tell you something? Saved or not, life going to hit you. Saved or not, life is going to hit you. Whisper to your neighbor one more time, expect it. In this world, you will have pressure, pressure. But it takes pressure to make diamonds. Woo. I said it takes pressure, see, 
All you see is the pressure. You have no clue what God is making out of you. I feel that right. That felt good to say. You have no clue what God is making out of you. All you see is the pressure. All you see is the pressure. But you don't understand. He's fine. To, he's making sure you're making you a valuable stone. Tell your neighbor, you have no clue what God is making out of me. You have no clue. You just see what I'm going through. You just see that I can't make my bills this month. You just say that I, he broke up with me. You just see that it ain't working out. But you don't have a clue Whoa, what God is making out of me. It does not yet appear. Woo! Tell your neighbor he's making something out of me. Never judge a cook by the state of their kitchen. The kitchen might look a mess, but when your meal come out, woo! <laughs> look at your neighbor and say, leave the cook alone. Leave him alone. He might have eggshells on the floor. So what? My eggs going to be scrambled with cheese and... Okay. If you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen. <laughs> pressure. The Bible says we're pressed on every side. The next scripture. We are pressed on every side by troubles. But what? We are what? We are not crushed. We are perplexed. But we are not driven to despair. We're confused sometimes. But we're never hopeless. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The scripture is telling you what to expect. Okay, the joy, the blessings, the healing. Yeah, tribulation, also pressure. So you're going to have troubles on every side, but you're never crushed. Tell your neighbor, it didn't crush me. Woo, I'm going to preach that one day. They don't have to know what it is, but whatever you made it through, you're still here. Woo, it didn't crush me. It didn't crush me. It didn't crush me. It didn't destroy me. It made me confused. It made me a little, oh, but I'm still here in my right mind. Activity of my limbs. Nothing broken. Nothing lost. It didn't crush me. I got troubles, but it ain't crushed me. Perplexed, but I ain't hopeless. Hunted down, but never abandoned. He's always with me. We get knocked, oh God, knocked down. But not knocked out. You might have been knocked down, but you're not knocked out. You're not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus. Why? Why do we have to share in the death? So that the life of Jesus may also be seen. So the same people that saw you struggle... Is going to see you strive. <laughs> the same people that seen you fall is going to see you rise. Tell your neighbor, just keep watching. Keep watching. Don't turn the channel. Don't look at your phone. Keep watching. If you see me fall, you're going to see me rise. If you see me in pain, you're going to see me with joy. Keep watching. All you ghost followers that don't like my pics, keep watching. <laughs> you got ghost followers in real life not on social media they're looking at you right now on the third row in church like look at her because they know everything you've been through know everything you endured but lift your hands in their face while they watching right now some people are streaming looking for you to be sad lift your hand right in their face and say I got joy 
Since you're looking at me, look at my joy. Since you're looking at me, look at my peace. Since you're looking at me, look at my love, oh God. Keep looking since you're going to look. Don't stop looking. You done walked me all the way to the tomb. Stay there for three days. You done watched them put me in the grave. You heard them talk about me. You stay right there. Don't leave. Because in three days, coming out. You've seen me suffer. Now watch me soar. Where are my eagles at ready to soar in here, please? Oh, 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 oh. That's like a crow. Yeah, that's not an eagle, that's a crow. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that's like a crow or something. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two things that directly affect our happiness. Two things that directly affect our happiness. Life status. Relationship status, all right? We've got to get wisdom and understanding in these areas. Life status, financial, state of the world, that can affect your happiness. Relationship status, you don't have a lot of friends, not married, whatever that can affect your happiness. You've got to gain understanding in these areas. False or projected expectations can negatively affect your happiness. False expectations or projected expectations. Projected is, well, since I do this, I thought you would just automatically. I always pick up the trash. You never do it. Why? Just because you always do it, why do you, ex why do you project your expectations? Uh-oh. What do you expect? Do the ones you're expecting from know your expectations? Ooh, we about to get, and this ain't the, oh, yeah, let's talk about it. You have all these expectations for our friendship, but I don't know one of them. So every day I'm disappointing you unknowingly. Every time I don't open your door on a date, you just like, this ain't the one. This ain't the one. He should just know. Well, maybe he ain't got a dad. Maybe his dad ain't sure. Maybe he never saw it. Maybe he doesn't understand. What's the word? Chivalry. Hey, love, I would love for the door to be open. When I come out and my baby got my door and I just slide in the seat while my baby opened that door, I would love that. That's fair expectation. All right. He not going to, what if he, you just think, well, I'm cute, so that door should just be open because... I'm cute. That's still unfair, projected expectations. And guess who's disappointed? That man don't even know he ignorant. Just, hey, baby, we still going to city walk? We still going to city walk, right? All right. He don't know. He happy. You like Communicate your expectations clearly. That's fair. I'm sorry. You just got my number. Hey, um, I expect uh, you got you to gotta clearly. This is protecting and sustaining your happiness. 
expectations. Do they know? I, heard, I saw a quote. The next slide says, sometimes we create our own heartbreaks through expectation. Could it be that you did not have to have your heart broken in that last situation? I'm not even just talking about dating, guys, because I see a lot of older young people here as well. You just thought you were getting a promotion on the job. I'm performing at a high level. I'm doing better than him. Somebody else get the promotion. <laughs> Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Communicate with your boss. Hey, boss, I'm performing at a surprisingly high level, bringing a whole lot of <laughs> increase to the corporation. Ah. Uh, I feel like if I continue at this rate, I think I should be about due for about a $20 raise, what you think? If you don't communicate, it's not fair for you to be upset about it. We have a lot of uncommunicated, silent, projected expectations. And your anger and resentment is growing daily because of our silence. While the person continues to be themselves. Now, if you communicate it and they deliberately don't do it, that expresses their level of care, love. That expresses that uh, we, we talked about this. What's up? We agreed. Did we not agree? All right, so we agreed. I'm going to keep it moving. I want to talk so much, but let's do this. In relationships, the Bible says, do to others as you would have them to, to you. You know what we do in this culture? Listen to me, especially young people. We do to others what they've done to us. We don't do to them what we want to be done to us. We do to people what they did to us. Now, that's fair to us. That's not kingdom, but that's culture. Do for other people what you want them to do for you. Amen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How, how is it fair for you to have all these expectations for your friend and you do none of it? You ain't the queen of Florida. <laughs> how, how is it? That's not fair. Do to others what you would like to see done to you. My wife and I, when we were separated, contemplating divorce, we were both seeking the Lord. And that was, that was hell's only problem with us. Because we would have been divorced if we, didn't love, if we wasn't seeking the Lord. <clears throat> so our demise was so upset at us <laughs> that we were seeking the Lord because we delayed the demise. I'm sorry, I had a personal testimony moment. I'm back. While we were... While we were uh, 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 separated, we were reading this book called When Sinners Say I Do. Married couple, this is good. You can go to the next, go to the next, thank you so much. Just try to follow me and play with me. When Sinners Say I Do. Now, this is not a marriage thing. It's a life thing, but I'm using this to, 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 to talk about it. The book basically is saying, I know you in love. I know he's fine. But you're marrying a sinner. Yeah. 
saved by grace. Understand that fundamentally. He's going to do something stupid because he's a sinner saved by grace. She's going to do something off the wall because she's a sinner. You married your lovely, beautiful princess of a sinner saved by grace in the salvation process. You married somebody in their process. You met somebody in their process. I know y'all met at the movies, but they're in process. I know y'all met at the, but they're in process. Just because you love them and y'all agree on a lot of things don't mean that they're not a sinner in a salvation process. Understand that. It is crucial for grace, for mercy. That's what the Bible means, love thy neighbor as thyself. You know you mess up. You'll be like, oh, let me get, all right, let me get it together next time. But let your friend mess up. Love your neighbor. Give them the second chance you'll give you. We will mess up for seven years and be like, this ain't me. But this ain't me, though. This ain't me. I'm going to get it together. This ain't really me. I'm wilding for eight years. You give yourself years of grace. And they can't get seconds. Love thy neighbor as thyself. The mercy you give yourself, the grace you give yourself, the excuses you give yourself, give those you love. That's fair because you're both sinners in the salvation process. This will sustain your happiness when you understand I'm cool with a sinner in process of salvation. He going to do something crazy. He gonna be late. He gonna, I'm talking about brother to brother now. I mean, and sister to sister. It's not just related. You work for a you work for a sinner. Say if they're saved, saved by grace. Other than that, your boss is like, don't let it affect your happiness. And all thy getting, you are gonna go to Fridays one day and somebody gonna say something stupid at the table. You are gonna be like. This is my last time out with you. But what if you was the one that said something stupid? You would want the whole table to give you grace. I'm, not, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that. That slipped out. There. I ain't no, you would want the whole table to say, oh, that's cool. No problem. But you won't do it. If your friends, loved ones, anybody greatly disappoint you, what do you expect? We're all sinners in the salvation process. Look at your neighbor and say, lighten up, lighten up. All right, my bad, my bad. Now, some people are just straight evil. Let's talk about that. For two, I got 13 minutes. Let me talk about this for about one of those 13 real quick. Some people are straight trifling. I'm not saying they don't deserve grace. They do deserve grace. But there's a, there's a beautiful term that I like that just came to me. It's called distant grace. I still love you from this side. You're still God's child from this side. God's hand is on your life from here. Look at your neighbor and say, I can love you from here. Hey, this side, could y'all look at that side and say, I can love you from here. This side, could y'all look over there and say, hey, I love you from here. I love you. But I'm here. We don't call. We don't text. We don't talk. But we ain't enemies. 
don't hate you. I'm just giving you grace space. I'm just giving you grace space. How many of y'all got people in your life that need grace space? I'm not judging you, I'm protecting me. And don't let people make you feel guilty. Don't judge me, I'm not. I'm protecting my happiness, my joy, my peace. I'm protecting me. I'm responsible for me, not you. I need y'all to almost high five somebody and say, great space. Almost, don't do it, almost. Get that space in there. Almost high five somebody else and say, good, good, grace, space, grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that good, y'all? We sabotage our own happiness by our false expectations or uncommunicated expectations. Do not harness, develop, hone unrealistic, uncommunicated expectations. If you do have uncommunicated expectations, it's not fair to put a lot of weight on it and just believe that that's lighting up. Keep it in a realm where your happiness can be sustained whether they do it or not. Keep it in a space where it doesn't affect my joy whether you come through or not. Y'all, I mean, this affection. I got 10 minutes, so let me move to the next one. Affection. C.S. Lewis says this, affection is responsible for nine-tenths of whatever solid and durable happiness there is in our lives. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Affection is responsible for nine-tenths of whatever solid and durable happiness there is in our lives. That might not be accurate or statistic, but C.S. Lewis here is expressing the importance of balanced affection, how it, how it heavily uh, affects your happiness. Affections are cares. Affection is where your heart is. It's what you care about. I talked about it a little last week, and I'm going to go into it a little bit in my nine minutes. Affect I'm not going to make it? Well, stop laughing. I can finish if y'all be quiet. <laughs> Affection is where your heart is, where your values are. Some of us have great value in horrible things. I'm sorry for saying horrible, excuse me. Some of us have great weight and value in... Unstable things. Thank you, Jesus. You have all this weight on something unstable. So your happiness is affected because you value it so greatly. Your affections are too weighty. And certainly the Bible says put no confidence, hold on, in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. Yours or anybody else's. Okay. Yep. So, let's talk about that. Let's talk about our cares. Bible says, casting all your, 
upon each other. Oh. Stop letting people cast their cares on you to the point where you're weighed down. Listen to your friends. Don't be weighed down by them. I'm not trying to break up friendships. This is a real deal. When you go to heaven, you I was depressed my whole life because where she at? Samantha was, where's Samantha at, guy? This is about you. This ain't about you and Samantha. Why were you depressed 90% of your life? She kept telling me she was, she, she, why were you? Do not be weighed down. Listen, be concerned, offer advice and wisdom. Never be weighed down. Now, sometimes your concern will give a, oh, they're going through that. That's so sad. I understand that. But not to the, y'all understand what I'm saying. Not to the point where it's a perpetual, sustained sadness. Unless someone's going through a grieving and you grieve with them, uh, rejoice with them that do rejoice, weep with them that weep. I understand that. Seasonally. Why are you always crying? You just jump from friend to friend. The saddest to say, are you good? You done grieving? What you grieving about? Really? When did that happen? Like, you just. <laughs> it's a professional mourner, like. <laughs> affection. Somebody say affection. Cares. It's my values. What do you value besides your phone? What do you value? All right, let's get into it. Let's talk about cares. It's a long scripture, but I'm going to read through it quickly. Brother, if a man be overtaken in the fault, if you're spiritual, restore such a one. If you're spiritual, restore. If you're spiritual, restore. If you're spiritual, restore. Why do people who call themselves spiritual condemn? I knew it. See, I told you. When she was up there and she was doing all this in the choir, I told you. She was a fast. Now she's pregnant. See? See? That's not spiritual. Because there's something in your life that we can say, see, about too. If you're spiritual, restore them in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself. So we're back to that love thy neighbor as thyself. All right, you mess up too. I ain't going to stand. Lest you also be tempted. Here we go. Bear ye one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Some of us, never mind. But let every man, I can't do it. But let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another Look at this, for every man shall bear his own burden. If you heard me teach this before, just bear with me, I'll get through it. It says, bear ye one another's burdens. At the bottom it says, every man shall bear his own burden. So do I bear your burden or do I let you bear your own? Because why in the same passage you're saying bear one another's burden, but then you're saying you bear your own burden. Well, there's two burdens here. It's two uh, definitions here. The first burden uh, means like a boulder or like a destructive mechanism coming into a tragedy or a trauma coming into somebody's life. An unexpected dilemma that knocked the wind out of somebody. That's the first burden, that big old boulder. If a boulder comes smashing through your friend's house, bear that with them. Your father got in a car accident and the, da -da, we'll help you in this season. 
Because that's an unexpected trauma that plundered through your life. That's that type of burden. The second burden means portion or like the caboose on the back of a, a like an RV. You got a pickup truck and you got a little RV on the back? No? Okay, let me see. Y'all got me? A little bike pulling a wagon? All right. I don't got no more. So <laughs> it means your portion. Your portion. So the first one is an unexpected boulder. The second burden is your portion. You have to discern which burden is a boulder or a caboose. Because we're helping people with their caboose. And that's their responsibility. Y'all quiet. Help people in traumatized, help them when they, you're supposed to lend your care and your affections greatly when trauma hits someone you love. But when it's their responsibility, lighten up, not that much weight. We ain't got no food to eat tonight. Can you help us? I know we are cousins. Everybody hits those times where you ain't got no food. You, but ultimately, you ain't going to come to me every Tuesday. No. Why are you mismanaging your money? Why are you mismanaging your time? You need wisdom, not money. I'm saying this because it affects our happiness. So now you have someone else's weight on you, someone else's care, and you got your own caboose. You got your own portion. You got your own wagon. And now you're carrying two, three, seven wagons. It's like a dog walker, like a professional dog walker. You just got one poodle. But you just said, you put it online. I walked your dog, now you got 17 dogs. Like, <laughs> you got more than you can handle, and it's pulling you. You only bought one dog, but you opened yourself up to 17. And now you don't have balance, and you out of whack, and you, don't, you can't control and direct your own. Mm -mm. You're not supposed to take on everybody's caboose or responsibility. Everybody is not your issue. Everybody say, everybody. Ain't my issue. All right, I gotta go. I got two minutes. Here we go. Okay, y'all right. I ain't gonna make it, but go ahead. Come on. Don't run roughshod over the concerns of your brothers and sisters. Their concerns are God's concerns. Oh, we don't like this. Their concerns are God. He will take care of them. I don't know why the highlights are off, Stephen. I had it on. Anyway. We warned you about this before. God hasn't invited you into a disorderly, unkept life, but into something holy and beautiful. Don't bother yourself over your brother and sister's concerns. Oh, this is... <laughs> but in the name of loyalty, in the name of... We will dig ourselves into a ditch. We'll dig ourselves into a financial ditch and give them $5 out of the pit we created so they can be good and... No! The Bible says don't do that. Their concerns are God's. He got them. Oh, my God. All right, everybody repeat after me. Say, self, you are not God, Superman, Wonder Woman, or the Black Panther. You're not none of it. You're not none. I, I can't do it. I, I got vibranium for my life, not everybody's. Ooh, don't mess with me on that. I got vibranium for me and my caboose. Get your own vibranium. Get your own cape. Get your own lasso. Be amazing yourself. 
around and stressed out and it's not even yours. Their concern is not yours. Now this is, I'm, I'm going to keep going. God got you. It's quiet. I'm going to stay here for two more minutes since I'm already over time. God got him. Why are you losing sleep? Because of their dysfunction. I'm not saying don't care, but don't put that much weight. Lighten up. I'm going to sleep. I'm so sad you're going through that, but good night. Text me in the morning. Tell your neighbor, good night. Woo, next, and he ain't come home yet, and he gonna, oh, G-N. Good night. I'm sorry you can't sleep, but I will. Woo. I'm sorry you can't rest, but tonight I am, and we'll pick it up in the morning. Because there's nothing I could do for you at 2 o'clock in the morning anyway. Somebody say, God got it. <laughs> I didn't live. Let's start. God got it. God got it. My wife said it last night. Anyway, God will not allow you to be anyone's source anyway. This is my wife told me last night. She was like, yeah, that's, that's a good point, babe, because God ain't going to allow nobody to have that much power anyway. And you're going to keep running to them, and you take pride in it. Here you go. How much more you need? Here you go. Oh, anytime you need me, just call me. And you all, you got pride strength, but you're not happy. Let me end this. Martha. Martha. You're worried and upset about many things. Few things are needed. Live. Few things are needed. Stop calling luxuries needs. You have a pair of shoes. You don't need a black pair, a nude pair, a red pair. A it's quiet over here. Let me go to this side. You have a shirt. You don't need a black shirt, white shirt, gray shirt. You, those are luxuries. But few things are needed. Good God Almighty. Y'all quiet. Let me just, uh, all right, all right. I'm about to wear this same thing every week on purpose. Who cares? Thank you, son. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What? You got a car. You don't need two or three. My wife and I, we're getting rid of one of our cars. Minimalizing stuff in our lives. We're getting rid of one. Or we're going to just give one to live for transportation. Because we don't need it. What do you have in your life or heart that you don't need? What do you have in your life or in your mind or in your affections that you don't need? Because few things are needed. I feel the Holy Ghost. Few things are needed. You got foods. Okay, you don't have dessert, but you ate. I tell my kids all the time. 
Because my daughter likes to the finer things in life, and that's fine. Can we order this? Can we go there? Can we get Uber Eats? The fridge is packed. Food getting all old and molded because y'all only eat it once. Eat them leftovers. Uh, hold on. I don't know why she clapping. She hates leftovers. And it's your spirit that's in my kids. It's your spirit in them. Give me the oil. Give me the oil. Hi-ya-ya-ya. We just had this eight hours ago. You want a fresh new meal to only pick on it and put it in the fridge again? Hey, y'all, we be closing the fridge like this, like <laughs> making sure it's stuck. And we don't need it. Why do we have nine boxes of cereal? Few things. Well, I have it because I like Fruit Loops and Frosted Flakes and Cheerios. Okay, that's why. Getting smart, Pastor, since you want to get smart. That's what you like. It's not what you need. How? We have a lot of things in our life that we like, but few things. Few things. Few people. Few friends. Few associates. Few things are needed. Somebody say, I don't need it all. And the deception is you think more things will make you happier, but it's weighing you down. That's the only reason why I'm talking about it, to sustain your happiness. In my final closing, Mr. Toy, we need, hold on, stay right there for a second. Why do we need so many things? Why do so many things mean so much to us? You know how lightly we treat the presence of God and the Holy Spirit? You got the Holy Ghost in you, but we don't value it. You lose your mind if you lost your phone, but still possess the Spirit. Why do we value? Why are our values lopsided? Why do we put so much weight on things. If ye be risen with Christ, my last scripture, if ye be risen with Christ, seek. Seek ye first. I mean, uh, seek those things, excuse me. If ye be, be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection. Hallelujah. On things above not on cell phones and social media and girlfriend and we lit and the glow up and uh, not on things in the earth. Why is your value in hashtags? Why is your value in what people say? Why do you have so much great of affection towards the things of the earth? Set. If you be risen with Christ, if you're saved, salvation doesn't automatically come with default affection settings. When you get saved, your affections are not automatically set. You must set it. Set it. I'm saved, why not thinking differently? You gotta renew your mind. You gotta do it. 
set your affection, put your value system in something greater than the things in the earth. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? <clears throat> okay, reestablish what you value and care for and how much you care for it. Put your affection, put your happiness on a level that's not easily accessible. That's my last point. Put your affection in a realm that's not easily accessible. When you don't want your kids to reach certain things at a certain age, my mom used to put it on the top of the fridge. That cookie jar on the top of the fridge, and I had Indiana Jones plans. Like, <laughs> I was Indiana Jones at four years old. Like, so if I get that chair and put the, I'm, I had all these, all these things. I'm watch out for the mouse trap, and if I do that, I already knew. But the thing I was trying to go after was out of reach. And there are some things the enemy is trying to assign to take your happiness. Put your happiness in a realm that he can't assess. <laughs> Put your joy in a realm that he doesn't have access to. Let your joy be sustained. It shouldn't reach you. It shouldn't reach you. It shouldn't reach your happiness. It shouldn't touch your joy. It should be on things above. Your joy should be above talking about me. Certain things don't even get to me. It don't, it, don't, it don't get to me because of where my joy is set, where my values are set. Where are your values set? Some people value gossip. You got to know what's going on in the streets. You got to know. So you surround your life with messiness. Because you value that type of communication on that level. But when your values are up, you don't even hear that stuff. Sometimes I hear stuff about people. I'm like, really? Ty, that's been going on for 16 years. Uh -huh. My value is not on that level. You, you understand what I'm saying? My value system, the things that my heart is connected to, is not on that low level. Because if it's that low, anything can affect my happiness. I'm telling you this so that your joy will be sustained. Are you hearing me? Be careful about your expectations and set your affections on things above. Your happiness should never be, you can play, I'm done. You can play movie. Your happiness should never be easily assessed. The Bible says, as the deer panted for the water. As the, as the deer panted for the water. Oh, my soul longs for you. And I say it all the time. We always think, everybody stand up. I'm done now. You know I'm done if I say stand up. Everybody thinks the deer is running to water because he's thirsty. I'm panting after the water. People think the deer is dehydrated. No. The deer runs for the water because the prey, <laughs> lions don't swim, y'all quiet. When he's being chased by a predator, he runs to the water. He gets to a realm where his scent cannot be detected. Woo! Are you hearing me? So while under attack, he runs to a refuge where his enemy does not have access. And we need to run to that same place. Put your joy in the waters. Put your happiness in the waters because the predator cannot 
pick up your sin. It can't detect you there. Your joy will be sustained if your value systems come up. Look at your neighbor and say, come up, come up, come up. I want you to care for people. I want you to have expectations, but don't put too much weight on it. Because if it don't come through, there goes your happiness. No, lighten up. Lighten up. I hope they could. I hope, uh, if it don't happen, hey, it's not my joy is sustained. Because I put it in a realm where confusion or depression or stress has no access. You're here this morning, and you're sick of going up and down. First of all, let me pray for everyone that your values will come up, that your expectations will be communicated, and that you won't be swayed left and right, to and fro, relationally, spiritually, or in any area. Hiya! I pray for stability in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for stability. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I pray for singleness of mind, singleness of intent in the name of Jesus. Let none be double-minded or unstable in the name of Jesus. I pray for security. I pray that our values are in the things above and not on the things of earth. I pray our expectations, hallelujah, are unwavered and communicated clearly that our happiness and our joy will be sustained. Anyone experiencing stress, fear, doubt, depression, anything other than happiness, my question to you is, why aren't you happy? Well, because my job, don't, don't mention things outside of you. Whatever you mention outside of you, you're just giving it power. Why aren't you happy? Own it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for sustained joy and the oil of gladness resting in our lives in Jesus' name. If you receive the oil of gladness, clap your hands and say, I receive it. Come on, receive it for your house. Receive it for your family. Will you do that? Receive it. Receive it. Clap your hands, y'all. The oil of gladness is pouring down. Oil of gladness. Keep it in a realm that the enemy can't reach. Come on, worship God for his oil of gladness. Give him praise this morning for the oil of gladness. He's pouring the oil down. Hallelujah. And my gladness is out of reach of the enemy. My joy is out of reach of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you were blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.